Hello, Spotlight friends. Welcome to another episode of Ave Spotlight. Today, I am having the honor of conversing with my friend, Regina Boyd. She's going to share all of her wisdom on all things Lent and taking it easy on yourself. So we're just really excited to have you as a guest, Regina. And I would love if you could share a little bit about yourself for everyone listening. Sure. I work as a therapist. So I have a practice here in the Orlando area where I work with couples and individuals. So we work on all kinds of things like stress and anxiety, relationships. That's kind of my jam. I'm a wife. I'm a mom. Have a four-year-old running around all over the place. And (laughs) that's pretty much my life. So... Sweet. That's not even like a small feat. So I I always, whenever parents are like, yeah, and then I have like a baby that's sprinting around somewhere in the kitchen or something. I'm like, wow. (laughs) The fact that you are raising a human is commendable. You know, I woke up the other day, bent down to get something underneath my bed. And I'm pretty sure I like tore like a ligament in my back. (laughs) So so I can't imagine like having to then be responsible for another person. Well, Regina, I know that you talk to so many people all the time as your job permits, and you probably, you know, hear so many things in different seasons, especially the liturgical seasons, different things that people are struggling with. And I'm curious, one, if the things that you hear changed as the seasons approach. I'm sure as you've shared on your social media, like before Thanksgiving time or Christmas time, you'll always have super helpful posts about how to deal with anxiety of going home to family or dealing with dysfunction or before the new year's, like how to make new year's promises that are realistic and how to not be too hard on yourself. So before liturgical seasons like Lent, what kind of things are you hearing in Catholic circles that are people are having kind of a hard time with? Yeah, I think Lent is one of the big ones because it's sort of like the Catholic version of New Year's (laughs) in a certain way. (laughs) I know liturgically Advent is the New Year, so I'm not saying that. How dare you? How dare you? (laughs) I think people kind of view Lent as this time of renewal and growth. And, you know, here are all the ways spiritually that I want to deepen my faith life. And so Mm. similarly, we can sometimes put some pressure on ourselves or, or we get excited. We love the traditions. We really love feeling connected to our faith. And so Ash Wednesday and those types of things, you know, I think as humans, we really identify with the suffering of Christ really well. And being in the desert, there's part of the human experience. And so I think it's really an exciting time in a way as Catholics, it's part of our identity to sort of dive in and say, all right, I'm like, I'm entering into this part. Like I can do this part, you know, (laughs) resurrection part is fun, (laughs) but not harder to identify. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So I think there's just so many tangibles that people get excited about and it can become overwhelming. And a lot of people talk about it, you know, what are you giving up? What are you going to do for Lent. And so it becomes, I think, especially with our culture here in the U.S., I think it can be this added layer of pressure because we already do lots of things. Mm -hmm. We value work so much. And so we're very much a doing culture, an individualized culture. And so I think Lent spiritually can put a big burden on some people sometimes. Mm, Wow. Yes, exactly. And I think For a lot of us, like you were sharing, you know, 
I mean, you enter into Lent and you're like, well, what are you giving up? And that's the first question that people ask other people. And that is so stressful to just think about navigating your daily life and then also thinking about intentional ways that you can be offering parts of your day to God or like how you can make the best sacrifices or how you can fast the best or how you can. And it's just like, it can feel so overwhelming. How do you help people kind of strategize and move past or maybe not even move past? I don't know, but some people, they just are overwhelmed. So are there, are there kind of tips and tricks that you have, you know, that you give people to kind of manage the feelings of doing a really, really, really awesome job during Lent, kind of like living your best Lent ever, but also, (laughs) (laughs) you know, because also just kind of being a regular person and taking a little bit of a break. Yeah, I think it comes down to the intention of the heart. But I do remember a couple weeks before Lent, a priest that I follow on social media, he's a local priest here. He made a really interesting post, which I thought was hilarious. And I hadn't actually thought of it before, but he basically said, why is everyone, this was like two weeks before Lent maybe. Mm -hmm. And he's like, why is everyone talking about what they're going to do for Lent or what do you, he's like, it is ordinary time right now. And he was like this, and there is a reason you need to follow the rhythm of the church <laughs> and you do not need to be talking about. And it was this really eye-opening moment for me because I was thinking, wow, you're right. We are kind of extending Lent <laughs> farther into a different season more than we have to, because everyone, you know, really wants to hype it up and say, oh my gosh, are you prepared? Are you going to, mm. you know, be able to do the right thing for Lent. And I think adds to the pressure of it. So, you know, one, how are we entering into the season with that disposition? Are we also being obedient to where God has us in the moment that it's okay to still be an ordinary time and not have this perfectly laid out plan on Ash Wednesday, the first day of knowing exactly what we're going to do and really discerning, you know, what is what is God asking me to do at this point in my life, at this moment, rather than, you know, me just creating something out of thin air and saying, this is my plan for Lent or my blueprint, but what, what is God asking us to do based on the state in life that we're in, based on what's happening in our life in the moment? So I think part of that's important. And then also just giving yourself permission to be okay with whatever that calling is. And even Mm -hmm. if it doesn't look like somebody else's sacrifice or somebody else's almsgiving, whatever prayer, whatever it is, to just know that whatever, wherever we're at in our spiritual journey is that there's a purpose for that and a reason for that. If you think about the lifetime of us practicing lengths over the years, right? Your hope would be that you grow a little bit deeper each year rather than feeling like you have 40 days to kind of prove and like cram in. Yes, because that's what it feels like. It's like, okay, I have 40 days and I am that person. So you're speaking to, you know, it's like I have 40 days. And after this, I will be like a butterfly out of a cocoon. I will have an emergence. I will be the best Catholic you like you have ever seen because everything (laughs) before these 40 days were kind of like a test trial, was sinning a lot, had my little advent, (laughs) reconversion, you know, like Jesus was born. It was great. Then it was January and I kind of like fell off and now I'm back and I'm ready to give God first fruits, like my best. So these 40 days, I'm going to rock it. I'm going to do the best I can do. Easter is going to be great. And then I'm going to be great. 
And then there, it's just like interesting how so many people do kind of timelines and like segmented ways, you know, to practice their faith. And I, I like what you said of, you know, if you think about all the lengths that you've done your whole life, you hope that there's just a continual growth, not just in Lent, but just throughout your entire life. And I know that there's probably some, probably very practical practice that we can do to kind of ground ourselves and bring ourselves back to that reality that we can constantly be practicing our conversions like every day. What would you recommend to someone that wants to stay in that present of like, I want to practice giving God my best every day, but also like relaxing outside of Lent. So we're thinking like post Lent, how do we maintain that like Lent experience? Yeah, I think, you know, whatever it is that you're choosing to do for your Lenten practice, is it something that you can see yourself extending beyond Lent? And, you know, it doesn't have to be, but it doesn't mean that what you choose has to be that way or everything you choose has to be that way. But are there some things that you're doing that are that you're hoping can be something that will be an extension, that will be something new you develop? And I'll just give a really silly example because I, I don't know, it's easy to give simple examples, but <laughs> I think years ago I gave up sweet tea one year for Lent and, you know, I love my Chick-fil-A sweet tea. It's very fabulous. <laughs> but when Lent was over, I just happened to no longer have a taste for it anymore. I, I very much, you know, Easter week, I was back at Chick-fil-A ready to buy my <laughs> sweet tea. So this was a time where there wasn't a lot of growth, if you could say that, but when I tried it, I, you know, it, I did not have a taste for it anymore. So even still to this day, I just pretty much have not. And this was, you know, probably at least 10 years ago. I have not really had any Chick-fil-A sweet tea. So, wow. I think there are, you know, I don't, and that was just an unintentional consequence. So I think there are things that 40 days is plenty of time for us to develop some new habits. So I think that trusting in that process right? The, the Lord sort of makes it what he wants it to be if you enter into it with that proper disposition. So I think as long as you can bring it back to, is my heart genuinely desiring to deepen my spirituality, to just in, enter into a relationship with the Lord and, and enter into the mystery of his passion, I don't think you can really go wrong. If you can genuinely say that that's what I'm doing, regardless of any of the sacrifices, you know, then... It's, it's hard to get too upset about that. This episode is brought to you by Hallow, the number one Catholic app for prayer, meditation, music, and more. Hallow features litanies, novenas, and other challenges to get you praying more often and connect with your community. It also features Bible stories and guest sessions from well-known Catholic speakers like Father Mike Schmitz, Bishop Barron, Jonathan Rumi from Chosen, Dr. Scott Hahn, and Father Mark Mary. Hallow is an amazing resource for any Catholic looking to dive deeper into their prayer life, find more peace, and ultimately grow closer to God. Make sure to check out Hallow at hollow.com slash Ave Spotlight. Hollow.com slash Ave Spotlight. You definitely have me thinking about, mm, like I tried to give up, I think they call them Sun Joys now at uh, Chick-fil-A. It's oh, like yeah, this, yeah, yeah. the sweet tea lemonade mix. Yeah. Ooh, like 
I think if it was the apocalypse or the rapture, (laughs) like if it was the rapture and everyone was being taken like two by two, I would make sure that like I get, I grab, I grab some clothes and my son joy, like I love it so much. And so for Lent, I've this Lent, I've actually been trying to not order them at Chick-fil-A because I'll just, sometimes I'll just go through Chick-fil-A and just get one. And it's, and it's just responding to like this, like I won't even be thirsty and sometimes I'll just get it and just look at it. Like I, (laughs) and it's so comforting to me. Like I just love the way it tastes. Even if I don't actually want to drink it, I'll just like want it. It's the same with TV shows. Like I'll turn on my TV, even if I'm not watching it and I'll just put on Trek two and all of a sudden it's on and I'm not even watching it. I'm just like completely doing something else. So it's interesting how I just kind of like motor function. I just do things even when I don't need, but then after some time, now it's been a couple of weeks. I'm like, you know, I actually don't even want a lemonade anymore. I'm just going to get a water. And how powerful is that? (laughs) How powerful is that? Yeah. I mean, then I went, came home, drank like two big glasses of fruit punch, but you know, it's like, <laughs> it's baby steps. So Actually, yeah, it was still a sacrifice. In yeah. That I'm like, it's baby steps and I'm going to take it easy. But you know, like, I, I just think that's so cool how we can really even unintentionally draw ourselves closer to the Lord by just, you know, reminding ourselves that every sacrifice, everything that we're doing, if that's intentional, is worth it, you know, anyway, which I think is a great way to not be so hard on yourself. I have a question for you that I didn't ask you before. So I'll be putting you on the spot, but during all of your lens of being on this earth, what has been the most challenging thing that you have like given up, sacrificed, or, you know, added to your life during the Lenten season? Oh my goodness. This is, I don't know if it's prudent for me to share some of these things. (laughs) You can totally think about what is prudent and then I can share mine first if you need like a second to think about it. Yeah. How about you go first? Okay. (laughs) Okay. So for me, I used to live in Denver, Colorado and some of me and my good friends over there, we decided to sign up for some dating apps for people listening if you are lucky enough to not be on those, God bless. And so we signed up for some dating apps and I had just been like a chronic swiper, just really enjoyed. It was like a game, just loved it, loved getting matches. Even if there wasn't anything happening, I just got like a real rah-rah. It was almost like running a marathon. So for Lent, I decided to like abandon dating apps, like no more swipes, I was going to be completely present to my friends that are in front of me. And that was honestly the hardest Lent of my life, just to not immediately gratify myself. Cause that's, I mean, essentially what dating apps are just like the immediate gratification of someone saying like, wow, you're really pretty. And me being like swipe, you know? Um, So it was, it was really hard to not get that like immediate satisfaction and turnaround of like, oh my gosh, this is so nice. Look at all these people that like me, like me, like me, and just really reframe where I get my affirmation from and gratification from. And it was just hard, but it was nice. And then when I eased back into dating apps, I was like, you know what? This is really nice because I don't need this. Is it nice to be called a chocolate queen like every day? 
Yes, <laughs> but but I don't need it and I can skip it, you know? So that right. is probably mine. That was probably one of my most challenging. So how about you? Yeah, a couple things come to mind, but my one of my roommates in college, she's a beautiful, faith-filled woman and she comes up with really creative ideas. So I decided to tag along with her one year to do any seasonings. So she gave up, you know, salt, butter, ketchup. Oh, no. Anything like that. No. <laughs> I'm literally, as you're saying, and I'm like, oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah. Mm-mm. And I was actually surprised because at first, when I first heard it, I was like, oh, that's no big deal. But I didn't realize how much no. you actually rely on seasonings. No. For food. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's like a really cute one, but absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, it was a big challenge. Um, wow. yeah, I think I think sometimes we take for granted how great our food tastes <laughs> yeah. because of all those things. Did you make it the whole time? Um, I I did make it the whole time. I, I did make it the whole time. I don't really remember clearly enough now. I'm, I'm sure there might have been a cheat day here or there. I have no idea. But <laughs> Oh my um, goodness. Wow. Yes. God but I, I never did that one again. I never did that <laughs> Okay, because <one again. laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm like, that sounds horrific. So, oh my gosh. Especially I'm mm. like, wait a minute. You're a brown girl that gave up all seasonings. I don't know how. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how you were able to, there's, and there's, there's like seasoning on things, like without even knowing that there's seasonings on things. I don't know if it's like, exactly. yeah. So how do you, what was so challenging was going to the store and then realizing that you couldn't purchase certain things that already were pre. Yeah. It was a whole big thing. It was wow. Well, I love that. (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to pray about that. I'm going to propose that to my mom, see if we can maybe do that for like a week or something. So that sounds, that sounds like a huge sacrifice. Like, yeah, maybe Holy week, right? You step it up something during Holy week. (laughs) Now that you said it, I'm like, God's like, maybe that sounds like a good idea, but I'm going to (laughs) pretend like I didn't feel that nudge. So, oh my gosh, thank you so much. It is always great talking to you. I would love for people listening to know where they can find more information about what you're doing and, you know, just where to find you in general. Yeah, um, they can find me on Instagram at Boyd Counseling Services or my website, reginaboyd.com. And I'm also on Facebook at Regina Boyd LMHC. Awesome. And what are you doing right now? I know that you have like a lot of things that you're cooking up in your world. And I would love for you to share just like the things that are coming up for you. Yeah, we have a coaching program coming up that we're about to release. So an eight-week program for stress and anxiety, but also incorporating some spirituality there. And we just wrapped up a Catholic couples love adventure challenge So yeah, lots of fun things going on that I'm pretty excited about at the moment. Oh my gosh. So nice. You are like, you are rocking it. And so at the end of every one of our episodes, we ask each guest about something that brings them hope, either something right now that gives them hope or something in the future that will bring them hope, something they're looking forward to. If you need some time to think about it, I can go first. Otherwise, if you're ready, you can go. How are you feeling? You go first. Okay. (laughs) So something that is giving me hope, I have just started my new job a few weeks ago and my coworkers are awesome. And I have been, I've felt really blessed since I moved back to Florida to have amazing people that I work with and for. And so I'm just really hopeful that that trend will continue and I can, you know, continue to have like 
awesome team mates and and just do great things in the Diocese of Orlando. So I'm hopeful for that. And also I stopped eating cereal for Lent and I'm hopeful oh. that I can stop because I love cereal. I think more than when people say like, oh, I love like juice. Like I love, like sometimes I'll think about cereal. So, which is, <laughs> so, so I'm hopeful that I can like stop eating it. And so far it's been a week and I know my teeth are thanking me for that, you know, let one less sugar coating on my teeth. So I'm hoping that I can continue that and like ease through this Lent, not even missing a frosted flake. So that is mine. How about you? You know, I had, when you mentioned your new job, it made me think of a friend who is, yeah, sort of looking at new potential job opportunities. And it's just been kind of cool to watch doors open very quickly for them as they're in the middle of that search. And it was just an affirmation of how much God takes care of people. So even though there was nothing intentional, but you know, you want to root for your friends and you want you want people to do well and you're excited for them. And so, you know, as I'm kind of hoping and praying for her and then seeing things happen, I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, he really does care. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's so true. That's In awesome. such a particular way. So that, that always gives me hope when I see, when I see people provided for in, in that way. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for being a guest with us. For those listening, Regina is a rock star. It is like 10 o'clock at night and she is recording this with us. So thank you so much for being with us. And I hope that you have a wonderful weekend with your family and you get to rest and just relax and have a good time. Thank you guys for listening. And thank you so much to Regina for being our guest. Make sure to check out more of what Regina is up to at reginaboyd.com. You can learn more about Boyd Counseling Services and Regina's podcast, Connecting Out Loud, her workshops, and her coaching program. You guys, Regina stays busy and she's amazing. So I would definitely encourage you to check her out. She is such an asset to the Catholic mental health community, and she's just all around a really great person. You can also check her out on Instagram at Regina Boyd, B-O-Y-D. I'm really looking forward to talking to you guys next week. Please pray for me. I'll be praying for you. God bless. This show is a production of the Spoke Street Media Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, visit Spokestreet.com.